This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that talks about issues surrounding your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and today we're going to talk about hospice care. Don Duffield is MidMichigan Home Care's hospice manager. We asked Don, is hospice only for people who are at the end of their life? Hospice is actually a service, and um, that service can be provided wherever the patient's home is. Um, it might be their own physical home. It might be a family member's home. Um, it could be also a nursing facility, whether assisted living, adult foster care, a hospice house. Um, and, you know, whether they have a home or not, we can still provide their service, that service to them. It's really a matter of where is the patient physically at the time. The patient really needs to be in what we call end of life, and a couple of physicians will actually make that determination. And we may ask the physician, would you be surprised if this person were to die within six months or less? That is a guideline that we have to use to initiate hospice care. And what we're finding is oftentimes patients don't get onto hospice care until the very last few weeks of life. And we really are designed to help provide support to the patient and the family long before then. Mm -hmm. I think when people hear of hospice, they think, well, this is a fast progression toward some kind of ending. But what you're saying is it's important for a physician, family members, and the patient themselves to recognize this process much earlier, perhaps. Exactly. And sometimes you don't know that. We understand that. But there are times where a patient has been diagnosed with a terminal disease and has been getting curative treatment for some time, and they're finding that that treatment just isn't effective anymore or maybe is causing them more distress than what they want. And that is when we really need to look at what other options do we have for the patient. And that's when hospice is certainly available to them. And we will certainly have that discussion with them if they like. Their physicians sure can. Other healthcare providers can have that talk with them. And sometimes it just takes a little while for patients and families to really absorb that information before they make that decision to go to hospice care. Or even, I would guess, to accept it. Oh, exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. Or to accept that that's where I am in this process. Right. What kind of care, what kind of services can hospice provide for a patient, the families, or even for that matter, the physicians or the people treating the patient? Sure. We work in conjunction with their physician, and sometimes the patient and the physician decide, I want the hospice team to really direct my care. And so we would then work with the patient and family, giving them options of what services we have and how we want to go about the care. It's really about determining from the patient and family what their goals are in end of life. And so the team, which is obviously the patient and family, are the first part of that team. We then have our hospice medical director. We have a hospice nurse practitioner. And then we have hospice RNs medical social workers, spiritual care specialists, hospice aides, and when we have a team of volunteers that is supported by our volunteer coordinator. And then after death, we have a bereavement team that's available to them. You said the hospice team directs the patient's care. Why wouldn't a doctor be directing that? What you're saying is this goes beyond what we would need from just a medical perspective. Sure. We're not just looking at physical needs. And obviously, that's much of what we do is to help manage pain and other symptoms that might come along with the dying process. But we really look at 
more of some of the social issues and just the support and emotional support and helping people cope with the changes that are happening and what will ultimately end in death and helping prepare for that. But we also have a focus on spiritual needs that patients might have, which we care for all sorts of folks that have no faith background, some faith background, and spiritual needs that don't even relate to religion. Mm-hmm. And then just companionship. We have volunteers that can come sit with a patient so a family member can continue on with some of their daily tasks and maybe play cards or mm-hmm. dominoes or something like mm-hmm. that. You mentioned bereavement. Hospice is there before death, but also after death with services. Certainly. Our focus is that we begin to address any potential bereavement issues while we're caring for the patient during their life. And then following their death, we follow their family up to 13 months after death. And that is to make sure that how are they doing? Are they coping well? Do they need some support? And that can be one-on-one counseling. That can be offering them support groups that we provide throughout the community. We provide them mailings that might be helpful to cope through this process. We want to make sure that they're doing okay Mm -hmm. following the death of their loved one. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody who's had a relative or a loved one in hospice is keenly aware that this is a very complicated thing and there's a lot of moving parts. And hospice is there to kind of manage all those moving parts. Yeah, we try to help people prepare and anticipate things that they have no idea are coming and want to make sure that they're as informed as they possibly can be so that they can make proper decisions. And we realize, as you said, it it is complicated. Families are complicated. So we might have family members that are in different places and understanding of all of this. So we try to help each one of them come to a point where they're accepting. Sometimes that never happens, but we we continue to provide our support to them. Experiences I've had with hospice care are with elderly relatives, but hospice is not just a service for people who are elderly in a nursing home where we can anticipate there's a higher probability that somebody in their 80s would require hospice care than somebody younger than that. That's correct. We all have folks that have different diseases, and so who we're caring for is of all ages. And we're caring for people that are in their 20s, unfortunately, that have a terminal disease. And it's not always cancer. I think sometimes folks think it's for patients that have cancer, and it's really patients who have chronic diseases that they have been struggling with for a long time, and it has just come to a point where it's at the end of that disease. So we care for patients in their home that have young children in their home, so we help them deal with issues that might come along with helping those children through this process. And then we have middle-aged people whose uh, loved ones or or parents might still be alive. And so we kind of help the parents through Mm -hmm. that, too. Where would one receive hospice care? Is it typically something that a hospital or a nursing home or a nursing facility would avail me of? Both of those are an option. The patient might be in one of those facilities when it's determined that the goals are changing and they may be offered hospice care at that time. We don't provide hospice care in the hospital because hospitals are designed for what we call acute care, really tending and treating a particular problem. So once the patient's identified that they're appropriate and are interested in hospice, then they would be discharged from the hospital to another location, whether that's back to their home where their family is going to be providing 
providing care with hospice support or back to a nursing home or even a hospice house. Mm-hmm. Is this something that's paid for by insurance? Yes, Medicare has what's called a hospice Medicare hospice benefit and then commercial insurances have a hospice benefit. Medicaid has a hospice benefit also. And included in that is we are paid a per diem for each day that we provide support to them. And what's included in that is the visits from all of the team members I've mentioned, and that is per their choice. They don't have to have all those people involved in their care. The only one is really is the nurse and the physician. We provide any supplies that they might need to make their care go smoother and more comfortable, any equipment needs like a wheelchair or a shower or a commode, and then any medications that relate to their disease process we would provide and and comfort. And I think that's a key to talking about hospice's care is that you balance the needs of a patient and also the desires of the patient. Sometimes they don't want spiritual care. Sometimes they don't want companionship. Sometimes they just want to be treated. Exactly. We call it the plan of care. So we sit down from the day we admit the patient into hospice services and we start that plan of care from there and really listen to what their needs are, what they're wanting to have happen. As long as the patient's able to express themselves and make their needs known, we're really going to look to them to direct what happens in this time. Obviously, there are times where family needs to be a part of that, but We really look to them, what is it that you want to have from this experience? And it's all very individualized. If I have a relative or loved one that I think could benefit from hospice care, where do I go to help get them those services? If I'm not in touch with their doctor, what might I be able to do to help bring hospice into the picture? Anyone can make a referral to hospice on a loved one, a neighbor, somebody that they've encountered that they feel like they might be someone who could benefit from hospice. We have an 800 number with MidMichigan Home Care, and they can call that number, and that's making a hospice referral. We have a team of people that will then talk with them and gather some information. You know, if it's your mom that you want to refer to hospice, you can call. We encourage you to have talked with the potential patient about this first. I will tell you there are times where we get called and we go out to talk with the patient and it's a surprise to them that we're there. So that's not really the best way to do it. (laughs) So we do encourage you to have a conversation with the patient. So sometimes just calling us, getting information about hospice so you know how to have that talk with the patient that you're considering having hospice is a good way to do it. We offer what we call informational visits or phone calls. So we can schedule a social worker or a nurse to come out and just kind of give the family an understanding of what that is so they have some time to kind of decide if this is the right path to take. All it is is a phone call. And then if we need to then consult with the physician, um, we can reach out to that the patient's physician to ask if they felt that the patient was appropriate for hospice. And I think that whole piece of it is important because we need to break down those barriers of being able to talk about this particular part of life because at one point we're all going to face the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's better if we've talked about it in advance. It is. And so often that's not what's happening. You know, we're the patient is in a crisis mode, as in, has been admitted to the hospital, and there really isn't any other treatment options available. And then the patient family is presented with 
hospice at that point. What we feel is the best way is if their primary physician has had this discussion with them throughout a period of weeks or months to say, okay, if this treatment doesn't work, other options are, and hospice can certainly be one of those. So that at least they've heard of it mm-hmm. as that time comes and maybe a little bit more accepting of it. There isn't a limit on hospice, but what happens is we have to evaluate in segments of time, and that's determined by Medicare and insurance. So for example, we might bring a patient on today, and in 90 days, we have to do another reevaluation is this patient still appropriate for hospice? And we have specific guidelines we have to look at. And sometimes that happens. A patient really starts to thrive. We've made some adjustments to their medication regime or just having the support of staff, and they do improve, and we have to discharge them. You're right. But we're there whenever they're ready for it again. That's MidMichigan Home Care's hospice manager, Dawn Duffield. As always, if you have health concerns, you should contact your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. To learn more about MidMichigan Home Care's hospice services, go to midmichigan.org slash hospice. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thanks for listening. Check back again soon for another edition of Health Dose.